Folks, welcome to Tales from the Abyss. That was Little Freddie King, You Make My Night, New Orleans legend. And today we have a very special program for you as we have a special guest. This is author Robert T. Robinson. He wrote International Legend Tripping Adventures Outside the Box. Robert, how are you? Welcome to Tales from the Abyss. I am your host, Paul Rojo. I'm doing good, Jess. Thanks for having me on the show. Okay. Uh, Robert, um, as I had told you before, um, I have a background. My name is Paul Rojo, and I have a background in, uh, in pro wrestling, but I had decided to do my podcast in a different theme because a lot of the things have always intrigued me and I usually seek out people like you that have great knowledge on this. So tell me more about this book that you wrote. Well, it's a sequel to my first book, Legend Tripping, which is a guidebook on uh, legends around uh, around the world. And uh, I talk about them, you know, from anything from, uh, you know, to Loch Ness Monster, to the Yeti, to the Wild Man, uh, to Loch Ness Monster. To uh, mer people or mer folk, to werewolves, and I also look at haunted places, which turned out <laughs> actually end up being one of the biggest chapters in my book about haunted places around the world. And I had something uh, to ask you about that. Uh, uh, mysterious places, Gravity mm -hmm. Hill, which a lot of people think they're just uh, Gravity Hills are only in the United States, but actually all over uh, all over the world. And you know UFOs, UFO sightings, and uh, of course uh, lost treasure, buried treasure, like you know the famous Old Island Money Pit. Oh yeah, I used to watch that show on TV. Yes, I was fascinated by it. So Robert, um, maybe is I'm, I'm very naive. Maybe um, my first language is Spanish. <laughs> um, haunted places or cursed places? Is it one and the same? something that I wanted to ask you. And how about, uh, Robert, being in the uh, in the military, I know that you had a career in the military and thank you for your service. Some thank of you. us do not take our freedom for granted and we know that it takes great men like yourself and many other men and women around the world for us to enjoy this freedom. So I was going to ask you, being in the base, I don't know if you're allowed to disclose any of this, but being in bases around the, um, around the world, did you ever notice how they had been some strange things over the bases that had nothing to do with the type of uh, plane or jets that the United States of America has in their arsenal? Uh, well, as far as my experience goes, no, I haven't uh, had it. I mean, I've been to a couple of army bases that, you know, had buildings that were haunted. Uh, but as far as uh, UFOs and stuff like that, um, no, I can, uh, you know, and it's, and it's not for a lack of trying. Because I'll tell you, if I had heard about anything going on, I would definitely, definitely 
have went in and, and looked into it or investigated. Okay. But uh, sadly, uh, no, I didn't run into anything like that. Because I've only had one experience with a UFO in my life. And when I say UFO, is unidentified flying object. A lot of people, when you say UFO, the first thing they think that you're going to talk to them about some little green creature. And that's not what we're saying in here. But I've only had one experience and my dad was in the armed forces and it was outside a, a military base. When I was fishing near the base and... Uh, something flew on top and stay there looking and then it disappeared. So that's what I was wondering because now it's coming. Uh -huh. There's a lot of news coming out that military bases have reported unidentified flying objects around them. So I was just that's wondering. True. No, no, that's true. I've heard the same thing too. I just say that, you know, as my experience goes, I mean, I mean, I've, I haven't seen anything I have there that I haven't been able to explain. Uh, I've heard, I have heard reports, uh, You know, especially out near uh, New Mexico and areas out there, there's been reports of uh, UFO sightings out in that area. Well, not just, I shouldn't say just New Mexico. There's been, there's been other areas too, you know, especially here in Florida, near some of the uh, naval bases and Air Force bases as well. Sure, sure. I think they, they're either uh, studying us or, <laughs> or, or there's an invasion coming by uh, December. Oh, yeah. <laughs> No, I absolutely can assure you that it would be impossible for us to be alone. But there's a lot of unexplained things in this world. And um, I think, and this is something that you definitely have a lot of experience in as everything else that you have covered in your book. But now with the, uh, with the pandemic that we find ourselves in, yes. there's more people going out into the woods because that's probably one of the safest places to go and, and camp and have a, 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 a vacation of sorts without having to jump on a plane and go around anywhere in the world. Most places are locked down and others that are open, they're not, we're not in normal time. So I think we're going to have more sightings of, uh, of different creatures. Uh, you have talked about in the book about or wrote about the jetty. I'm sorry, say that again? You have wrote about the, the uh, this is, I don't see if I can pronounce this word, the Jiren, the Alm, the Alma. Oh, the Alma. Okay. Uh, well, you know the uh, that's uh, uh, I believe the Alma is in China. Is there uh, is a Chinese version of the? Uh, uh, no, I'm sorry. That's a Yaren. I'm getting them mixed up here. Yeren. Alma is uh, over in Russia in uh, parts of uh, uh, you know Upper China and stuff. Um, it's actually short for Almisa. But a lot of people just showed up to Alma. Oh, okay. So it's um, in their border between China and Russia. Yes, sir. Uh, basically, uh, you know, they, they follow the same, uh, how would I say, description as a, you know, as a, of a Bigfoot. Okay, okay. So is there... They vary, yeah. They vary in size and stuff. And there's some people, there's been the one report that one of Alma actually had a, uh, uh, look more like a Neanderthal. Then it did a, you know, what the classic Bigfoot looks like. So, and again, this is just one story out of a, a whole bunch of them, so. Sure, there's a lot of smoke coming out of this, this stories about this creatures for not, not, for something not to be a, a fact in it, you know. There's always going to be the wrong people getting involved, which you happen not to be that person. You happen to be somebody that has taken the subject very seriously, writing a book and getting your facts together. So the Bigfoots in North America... What are your experiences with this subject? Well, uh, most of my experiences 
experiences with uh, Bigfoot have actually been uh, done in Florida, where in Florida it's called the Skunk Gate. Okay. And I've, I've participated in numerous, uh, you know, research expeditions going out to look for it. I mean, we've had, there's been a couple times we've come into some, you know, found foot, uh, some footprints, and uh, one night I saw something in a thermal, and, uh, you know, um, we've had just numerous things happen out there um, on people's property, and, uh, you know, some, is it possible, you know, it could have been a bear? I don't know. They're a little unlikely, you, you know, because the, uh, the method that animals travel, you know, they're bipedal. Whereas a bear, uh, when it gets up and leaves, you know, especially after being frightened, will run on four legs, not two. Yes. So, I mean, it, it's been pretty fun. I mean, I've been up in Georgia. I've done uh, some investigating in North Carolina and South Carolina. Nothing really positive to, to report there yet, but... Uh, I, you know, again, I'm, you know, like everybody else, I'm just getting, you know, waiting for this pandemic thing to to go away where we can take off our masks and just get ready and get back out there and just start enjoying themselves again, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, there are a lot of people hitting the, uh, going out camping, you know, just to get away from, you know, civilization and stuff and not, you know. And uh, there has been, you know, there has been some sightings of people getting out there now. And the name Skunk Ape is because he got the smell of the swamp? Yeah, basically. You know, the animal's not, uh, you know, emit a, a foul order. Yeah, foul yeah. odor. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but, you know, the, you know, the funny thing is, the uh, the Bigfoot or Sasquatch that's seen over on the, on the West Coast, it's also been known to give off a, uh, a same foul smell as well. So, but uh, it was just, it, you know... Unfortunately, it was said by a, uh, an amateur archaeologist made a comment in to a, a newspaper in 1971, and uh, the name stuck, you know, so, you know, Florida, you know, Florida has a skunk ape and everybody else has a Bigfoot. <laughs> so the one in California, is it mostly seen in their big parks or just southern, the southern part of the state or throughout the state? It's actually seen more toward the northern part of the United uh, of California, up near uh, you know, going into um, going up into uh, God bless, I'm forgetting the name of the state that it goes <laughs> that's north of uh, California, Oregon. Uh, yes, thank you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I drew a blank there, <laughs> but uh, you know, uh, northern California, Oregon, and Washington State are you know a mecca mm-hmm. of uh, of Bigfoot sightings. Wow. So, and there's big business in this. People are actually out there with a very advanced technology trying to hunt this thing down. Yeah, there are a lot of people out there trying to prove this animal is real just to pretty much, you know, yeah. the uh, you know, mainstream scientists in their place. I mean, unfortunately, there are people out there who are looking to, uh, you know, kill a man, but I'm not one of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because no. I think by now, if it was a, a, a dangerous animal that would be a threat to us, it would already harm somebody and it's been a long time you know I'm yeah there's, there's been a couple of stories where this animal has been known to be violent but if you read the stories it's only after you know it's been shot at so i mean there's a lot of animals by nature you start shooting at them they're going to get aggressive so a- anyone would anyone yes. would so robert you were um you were you were in um in the military and uh, you visit some places looking for uh, for treasures or you just made a research? Have you ever been involved in anything that 
takes place around the world searching for any of these lost treasures? Well, that search once you find the treasure. Let me tell you. That yes. is. <laughs> so most most of these treasures um is uh, some kind of a map that people have come across, the somebody when they buried them they wrote a note. How does the thing materialize most of the time? Well, uh, um you know some of the treasures are just uh, passed around by word of mouth. You okay. Know, there's a treasure uh, in England uh, by a king where he uh came on a certain route and the, the, the treasure, you know, went down in this big, you know, swamp and they, to this day they've never found it. Um, and, uh, you know, there's other treasures. I mean, as far as treasure maps go, there's really, I mean, none that I really know of. I mean, uh, it just, uh, the treasure just were, you know, uh, pretty much a legend. A legend at for this people, point. Yeah, the people, you know, it's been passed around and, You know, people do the research and find there is some facts behind it, enough to lead them that there could, you know, there could be some that, you know, I mean, there's a lot of, uh, uh, you know, what they call Nazi gold still hidden out there that we haven't recovered. That is true. Um, and uh, just some gold, uh, I got the, um, there's some diamonds that were stolen that have never been recovered, you know, so I mean, there's a lot of stuff out there. I, in fact, I was actually surprised how much, uh, um, treasure still out there that still hasn't been found yet. Maybe uh, the way that the, the land or the, I mean, if it's in the ocean, it's going to be some, some, it's going to be very hard to find in some parts of the ocean, but. Yes, that's correct. But if it's in land, yeah, yeah, yeah. if it's in land, it's going to be hard with the way the land shapes. Well, it is too. And sometimes you have to be careful where you're at. You know, if you're on somebody's property or government property, you know, And, you know, when I was researching my book, International Legend Tripping, there's a lot of countries that won't allow you to do any treasure hunting. You know, it's strictly handled by their, uh, their, their government. Uh -huh. And uh, you can get, you know, deported if they catch you treasure hunting. Like Egypt. Egypt's one of those. You know, they'll, they'll kick you out of the country if they catch you treasure hunting. If you're lucky, they kick you out of the country. You could face worse <laughs> consequences in that country. Wow. 
Because those those are countries that you know for a fact they have things out there that nobody has found. They know. Well, you know, it's interesting too because there is a I can't pronounce the name of this palace. It's in India, but I mean, and they have these vaults in the you know underground, and they've opened all the vaults and found enormous amounts of treasure. But they, there's one vault they have it in. It's like Vault B, you know, B as a boy, mm-hmm. and uh, and there's. People speculate that there is just, uh, you know, an untold wealth of, of uh, you know, treasure that's in this vault. And they don't even know how to open it, though. That's the trouble. There's really no, <laughs> there's, there's not a, you know, a, a, a lock or anything to, to open it. And it's, uh, and, the, you know, the people of India believe it's cursed. So they really don't want to mess with it. Right, right. And some of this, this doors in some civilizations like India, China, a lot of the very early um, civilizations in this countries, they do have a uh, bolts and they have doors and they have ways of closing stuff that is like an advanced uh, technology that they have without having the technology that we have. My biggest fear, Robert, it would be for them to open one of the things and have some kind of a mummy or something and take it to a lab to do a DNA test and I end up with something far worse than COVID-19. That's, that's what I fear the most. That is, well, that's something you got to be concerned about. I mean, there are still, you know, a lot of uh, uh, germs out there, you know, that have been frozen. Yeah. You know, that they've been finding that they could be, you know, could be pretty dangerous to humans. So that's, yeah, that's something you have to be uh, very cognizant of when you're dealing with stuff like that. Yeah. Robert, the, um, going back to the, uh, the, the hunted places in... Uh, <laughs> Have you come across or ever visited some that are so hunted where they absolutely could never have someone live in them? And do you think there's a force beneath them or it's just human beings that were tortured or killed? Uh, well, I've been in some haunted houses, but none, uh, none of that magnitude. Um, I have read some, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, there's some places over in, um, you know, over in, uh, you know, in Europe and stuff where, you know, there's, People won't stay there. I mean, there's a, a hotel, the Fairmont in the Canada, where um, I forget the date where a, a, a legend has it. A uh, well, actually, it's not even really a legend; it's pretty much a documented fact that this uh, this uh, individual killed his wife and, and children in this hotel room. Well, after that, the uh, the people that worked in the hotel were noticing some, you know, disturbance, you know, paranormal activity going on, you know, screaming and yelling, and mm-hmm. some of the people reported they were being uh, touched, you know, or pushed, you know, violently. Yes. The hotel decided just to go ahead and seal up the room. Wow. Well, the worst, and you know, the word got out about it. And if you go to this hotel, which the hotel does not endorse any kind of paranormal or ghost hunting of any kind, in fact, they would prefer you not even bring it up. Yeah, but if you go up there, you'll see that the room numbers there is a room number missing. And if you go outside the hotel, you look up and you can still see the hotel, uh, the room, to, uh, the window to this hotel. But uh, again, it's it's uh, you know it was considered so bad in this room they did, they had to steal it up. Yes, because hotels are the number one places to commit suicide, where people go to commit suicides. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, that, yeah. That, that's a documented fact, yes. Yeah, I worked at a hotel once as a cook when I was very young. I was working at a hotel as a cook, and it was a very small place where everybody, the same people stayed. And 
I saw a little kid running around. And since the pool was outside the kitchen, I went to the front desk and talked to them and they would laugh. Finally, I got tired after weeks of seeing the little boy and then he would disappear that I said, look, this kid is, if somebody's bringing the kid in from their, from home because they don't have a place to keep it, if something happens to that kid, we can get in trouble. And they kept laughing. And one day I went to this lady that managed the laundry and told her, and she started laughing. And then she told me, she says, wait till you see the mom. And I, and then she explained to me, I said, oh, I don't want to see it. But from that day on, I understood that the, that, that was a ghost of, of a little child. I would like to say that it wasn't, but we never found out if somebody was bringing their kid. The kid was mighty fast and he would disappear. Well, there's, there's numerous places where uh, there's sightings of, uh, of young children. You know, there's a castle in Italy that is, uh, you know, people reported uh, they hear a little girl talking and there's, uh, you know, on occasions people do see the little girl uh, running around the, this castle. So, I mean, it's, you know, the numerous places have those kind of stories. I mean, it's, it's you know, I, uh, you know, oddly enough, when I was doing the book on uh, haunted places, I really thought England was going to be the, uh, the, the mecca. Yeah, but I was actually surprised to find Australia has a, you know, a lot of haunted places. Australia. You know? Yeah, yeah, isn't that wild? I, mean, <laughs> I would, I would have never thought Australia. I would have said UK. Not. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. England, uh, Great Britain has a lot of places, and I did you know, talk about them. I talked about more of the, the popular ones. Sure. But uh, you know, looking into other places, I was like really taken back. I mean, I mean, even in Malaysia, or excuse me, Singapore, they have a haunted uh, uh, hospital, and it's an abandoned hotel. And they've had some pretty scary things happen to investigators going there. I mean, they, the uh, the uh, authorities had to step in and, and put a fence around this place because, you know, people were getting hurt going in there. And not just, you know, accidents. I mean, they were having some really violent paranormal uh, incidents in there. Like, like things falling out of the wall and hurting them? Well, yeah, and being pushed downstairs and, you know, being hit or struck by something unseen. I mean, it's, I mean, if, you know, if you, there's a uh, there's a video out there. If you just type in Haunted Singapore, mm-hmm. it'll come up with this one um, abandoned hospital. And uh, the story goes, you know, it was a hospital. And then uh, during World War II, they, uh, the Japanese took over Singapore and they turned it into a uh, POW camp. And... A lot of, uh, um, you know, POWs were executed there. So there was a lot of death, you know, that happened at this place. And, I mean, even the authorities acknowledge this place, you know, is haunted. Wow. How about uh, Argentina? Has there anything come out of there that you know of? Out of where? Argentina in South America. Uh, Argentina, I don't I remember uh, coming up with a lake monster in Argentina. But I'm trying to remember if there was a place in Argentina or not. But they do have a monster. They do. What is it yes, called? They, do. they have a lake monster. Oh, they have a lake. Okay, like like Nessie. Yes. Wow. Wow. And I believe Argentina also has a Bigfoot type creature, if I'm not mistaken, too. They should, because they have a lot of they have a lot of uh, a forest there. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Because I would figure that Argentina, they had a lot of uh, very evil people from from the Nazi army that escaped and went over there. And I would imagine some of those places have to be hunted by just 
Yeah, well, that's an interesting idea. I'm going to have to look into that now that you brought that up. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, it was just pure evil. Pure, pure evil. Uh, I'm looking in my book again here to see if uh, what I have from the Argentina. It somehow rings a bell, and I just want to make sure. Because a lot of these names I can never pronounce unless I look at them. Yeah. Especially, uh, um, let's see, Paraguay and the Brazil done in the Amazon, you know. Yes. Yeah, there's creatures in there that have never been touched. They have just roamed free in the earth for so long that they just grow to be just enor enormous because they don't have to fight sometimes for food, some of them. Mm -hmm. Definitely not a safe place to go around wandering. Wow. <laughs> Sure, sure. Because the, the, the ones going back to the same thing that I always said, there's a lot of smoke coming from this kind of camp for it not, not something not to be true. Well, you know, legends, uh, as always telling everybody, they start so, have to start somewhere. Yes. You know? And when a legend doesn't seem to just go away, obviously there's something there. Correct. Because, you know? I mean, there are legends that, you know, I've read about, like, uh, I'll give you an example of Spring Hill Jack in England, where this this, fig, this weird figure was seen, uh, and he went, you know, to attack some women and stuff, and he was known to bound and jump over, uh, over you know, really tall walls and stuff. But again, you know, he, that was only in the 1800s, and he hasn't been seen since. So, but I mean, it, you know, it made the newspapers and everything, but, you know, today... We still have, you know, sightings of, uh, you know, humanoid-type creatures, um, you know, uh, lake monsters. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just amazing how much stuff is out there. I have heard that there is a, uh, there's an underground, uh, the train, the subway in some parts of Russia where they're no longer, nobody goes down there except for people that, For what I was told by the person that I was told this, he says, you don't want to find out what's down there. <laughs> But there is humans that are willing to eat another human being that are no longer, that were human at one point, or we don't even know if they are human. Oh, man. That's what I was told. <clears throat> well, that's where the, uh, you know, the basis of H.G. Wells' book, The uh, the Time Machine, he said there are, you know, humans that, there was a, uh, humans that had gone underground, the Morlocks. Uh -huh. And uh, they they stayed on the ground and they, they became cannibalistic. So, you know, weird as it sounds, you know, it is possible. No, it, it, it is possible. I truly believe like this lockdowns and I'm not saying that I'm not taking sides or turning my show into a political uh, show, but I can understand how some people can go insane from being isolated. Yeah, like remember Lore of the Flies, the movie? Yes. The kids were they were educated kids and all of a sudden all it took was one bad seed and next thing you know they were just hunting each other down. Mm -hmm. Wow, this is fascinating stuff. 
So, Robert, what is your 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 favorite place in a in a, in the UK or your favorite place of them all for this uh, supernatural sightings or? There's, there's been a lot of sightings there. A lot of activity goes on down there, even when they have tours. Yes. You know, they take tourists down there and they have things happen. So, pretty neat. You think it's like spirits in the wall trying to escape, or they just probably just want their peace? Nobody knows. I mean, it's impossible. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, there's theories, you know, that, uh, um, that there's um, people who have passed away have not, you know, moved on, you know. That are still staying in that location. Uh, where there's people that you know may not know that they're dead and they are still you know re recreating you know thinking they're alive. Um, and there could be some you know you know um, you know evil evil spirits as well too. So yeah, because that's one thing that we learned from the Native Americans. They always spoke that there was uh, evil spirits in the earth, and some of these people from other you know, from back in history, hundreds of years ago, they knew more about the thing than we know today. Well, you know, they say whenever there's good, there's evil. That's right. You know? That's so, right. So, I mean, if there's going to be good spirits, there, you know, I mean, you know, uh, in Christianity, we have, you know, we have the devil. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, it's there. Uh, it's just have to be a little cognizant. I always tell people, too, if you have no, no experience dealing with, uh, you know, uh, Evil spirits, as the expression goes, stay away from it, you know, just get away. That, that would be the wisest thing to do because uh, if you don't believe in them and you get too close and there's things that you won't be able to understand or be able to fight back, they can totally take over a human being. Well, that's just it, you know, you, you know a lot of people don't understand. And that's something you need to, you know, back away from. Um, there are plenty of places out there you can go do ghost hunting where there, there isn't a violence, you know, ghosts. You know, um, I always tell people, you know, that's the places to go. You, you, have, you know, you have more, you know, excitement doing that stuff than because if you go go into a place where there is a an evil spirit, you know, now you're on guard. If something's going to happen to you, you know, and it it's not fun. It's scary. It is. <laughs> it is very scary. Wow, Robert, what's the closest that you have come to a? Uh, To getting injured on one of your trips, uh, searching for these things in the unknown. Have you ever come to any kind of danger? No, no. I mean, I've tripped and fallen. And, you know, I'll be honest with you, I, I am a, I try to go out there as prepared as I can. Um, when I do go in the woods, I don't go by myself. And I always make sure I take what I need to. Uh -huh. um, I always prepare it, and, you know, in case we do go out and we're stuck there all night, we have the... Uh, You know, the equipment to stay overnight and we have enough, you know, water and, and food with us. Um, and I, you know, I make sure people know where I'm going and uh, uh, I research the area before we go out 
And uh, like I said, I never go out by myself. I always take somebody with me. And, um, and I, like I said, it's just I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a stickler for pre-planning because I've had some uh, Bigfoot hunts where I've gone out there and I've been with people who weren't prepared. You know, yeah. people thought they were gonna, you know, you know, be a uh, a uh, a uh, outdoor survivalist and make their own shelter and and sleep on their leaves and you know make a fire and hunt for their own food and you know it that you know turned out they could, didn't know how to do it. So yes. we had we had to turn around and go get to work for them and we had to go get food for them. You know. Yeah, I've been fishing with people like that. <laughs> It's time to eat. Wow. Wow, that is that is insane. Yeah, I mean, it's, I've had some interesting experiences, but I mean, I was out one night with some uh, these California boys, and they tried to start a fire, and they had these three big logs with a big lighter, and I was watching them, and I said, "What are you guys doing? Dude, we're gonna start a fire." I said, "Oh, okay." So I sat there and watched them, and they're good, like, "Wow, this this wood won't get you catch on fire. I don't know what to do." And finally, I said, "Guy, can I help you out?" Yeah, man. So I came over and I, you know, moved the logs out of the way. Let's get some twigs. Let's get some stuff, you know, get some stuff that can, you know, get it, and then we'll build up the fire to where we can use a log. And when we finally got it all built up in the fire, there, you know, one of them looked at me and goes, "Dude, you're like a fire god, man." You know? <laughs> <laughs> Robert, I think the great, the great Mike Tyson said it right once when he said, "Everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth." Yes. Then you, exactly. <laughs> then you find out how much trouble you're in. Exactly. Wow. But, you know, I mean, the, the thing was, they were, you know, really great people, you know. I yeah. mean, once I started showing them stuff, they, they ate it up and uh, had a great time when we were out there. And, again, you know, it was a Bigfoot hunt, but they just didn't bring the right equipment with them to go out there. Wow. So, Robert, I'm, I'm and call me crazy, but this is one of my, my theories that I have come to think about a lot, and is that I believe, and maybe I'm wrong, but I believe that some animals have the ability to move, like to disappear and reappear, like, like a Star Trek. You mean teleport? Teleport, teleport themselves. I, I, I have seen some deers when I have been out in, in a trail. I live next to a park and sometimes I go on long walks. And it's like, I've seen this deer once. He was running uh, right close to me, but I was looking in that same direction And all of a sudden, I didn't see nothing. And then this, he came so close, and I was like, wow, I never saw him. And, and I was looking right in that direction, and I have seen other times where I have seen this, this deer and her baby, and then they went in a bush, and I looked behind the bush, and there was nothing, and I looked inside, nothing, and then they appear in another area. It was just some things that I have encountered that make me want to think that way. I don't know. What are your views on Yes. I always tell everybody, I, but I don't keep it so open that my brain falls. Sure, you know? sure, sure, sure. Because that's uh, the one thing I, that I actually believe about this. Yeah, but I mean, you know, I, you know, there's some people who also believe that, um, that, uh, you know, that if some of these animals like Bigfoot might be extraterrestrial, that they were, you know, brought down here from someplace else. Because, I mean, there's been times when there's been, you know, uh, UFO sightings and then, 
right after that, there's been Bigfoot sightings, you know? Yes. So, I mean, it, it is out there. You know, there are stories out there about that. Um, again, I just kind of listen to them. I kind of, you know, uh, you know, if I have an opportunity to go investigate that area, I definitely go out there. I definitely don't, you know, don't think these people are lying. No. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, again, it's one of those things I'm going to have to see a little bit more to it before I'm ready to sign on to it. But again, I, I, I don't ignore it when uh, those, you know, when somebody brings me a sighting and, and brings up where he thought the animal, you know, cloaked himself or, you know. Sure, sure. I, so, I mean, I, I don't, I don't do that to anyone. Yes, yes. So, so but I, that's one of the things I, I want to see. That's true, you know. Yeah, because some, like, we have fruits on Earth that a lot of people don't know, but we have had scientists that have said, this is not original, this planet. Like well, they, it's true. I mean, like gold. Gold itself is, is the only element that you can't, you know, blend with other ones. And they feel that they think that gold itself actually may have been, come from someplace else. Yeah, from some of the spaceship or some of this... Uh, this uh, there's uh, creatures, or I don't know if they were fellow humans or what, that at some point somebody helped some of these people to build some of these uh, pyramids and whatnot. Well, there's a theory that, you know, that maybe a comet or a meteor, which, you know, had gold in it, hit the Earth. Okay. And that these uh, visitors, as we call them, have been coming here to, to get the gold because they use it, you know, because, I mean, we use gold on the space shuttle. You know, parts of uh, uh, machinery and stuff. So it's possible that these people are, you know, visitors are coming from another planet to uh, re retrieve the gold that's here. That rightfully belongs to them. Maybe. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Wow, this is this is fascinating stuff. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, oh yeah, we could go on for hours talking. I mean, it's it's never. Uh, I mean, there's a wealth of, uh, of uh, stuff out there on, on the unexplained. How about uh, any any um, rumors or any info or anything that you have come across that maybe they're living among us and they can pretend to be something they're not? Well, I've heard that story, you know, mm. that uh, about them. I mean, I've also heard, you know, uh, stories about, you know, in Mount Shasta in California where there's been a lot of UFOs. There's been reports of... Uh, of uh, reptilian people that live underground over there, That's you know, that um, But I mean, you know, you got that uh, the, the story of the men in black, you know. Yes. So I mean, yeah, there are stories out there about that. It, you know, the men in black stories aren't just, you know, here in the United States. They've happened down in, uh, you know, down in South America. They've happened over in Europe. I mean, it's not, it's not just the United States. Yes, that's that's and go more into details about what are the men in black for those of our listeners that are not familiar with the story. Well, men in black are these. Uh, they pose as investigators, you know, either from the FBI or the CIA, and they show up right after a a UFO sighting, uh, usually a, a pretty good one, mm -hmm. and uh, they they're there to uh, you know interview the people, the witnesses. But they also come and start telling the witnesses, you know, you're not to tell anybody else about this, you know. And uh, some of the witnesses have said that these uh, men in black almost have a 
non-human uh, like appearance to them, even though they're dressed, you know, in a black suit with a black tie and, a, and wear a black hat, have black sunglasses. Yes, I, I have. It's been brought up to my attention that they act kind of robotic. There are some that have this weird uh, way they move that some people think may, may you know, like you said, maybe uh, a robot of some sort. Um, some of them move really erratic for uh, for uh, how a human uh, would act. So, and I mean, you know, uh, John Keel first wrote about him, uh, you know, after the the whole Mothman. Uh, in, I think it was in '68. '68. So, um, but uh, there's a you know, there's been plenty of stories about these uh, these men in black. Yeah, yeah. Besides the uh, the fascinating movies in real yeah. life, uh huh. There's not too many good things said about them. No, no. The real life stories are fortunately a little bit more uh, you know scary compared to you know the um, you know the movies. But Robert, knowing uh, having Spanish as a first language, I have friends, a lot of my friends that are uh, throughout the years that happen to have grown up and be in Mexico and live in Mexico. And there's a lot of tales down there of human beings that can, they blend among us, but they call him Nujales. And they turn from animal to human and human to animal. Well, we have that, you know, I mean, you have the, uh, the stories of the skinwalker. Yes. Which is, a, is the same thing, you know? And let's be real, I mean, look where the uh, skinwalker, that's in Utah, which, you know, right down, you know, you have Mexico and further down that into South America. But, you know, the, uh, the natives in all those areas have had stories of these shape-shifting uh, people, yeah. you know? I mean, the Native Americans up in the United States also have stories of these things, too. So, I mean, uh, what to make it, I don't know, but there's... A, <laughs> it makes for some darn good uh, reading, I'll tell you yeah, that. Yeah, because I mean, even the the Incas and the Magians, when they left all their writ the writing in the in the rocks and the walls, you can see how they have uh, half human, half animals yes. drawings. And in the United and, States, uh, yeah, I mean, are these aliens? I mean, you got the Nazca lines, which yeah. I mean, you know, why did they draw these huge uh, figures of animals and stuff? That can only be viewed from the air. Yes. So, you know, that's a, another interesting thing out there as well. And a drawing of a special tooth going into the mouth of a what appears to be an astronaut. Headed, to outer, headed to outer space, which I've always yeah. looked at that one. And is that one is a hard one for anybody to explain to me that they were <laughs> that he was eating a corn or something. Uh, you know, it, it, it's easy to, to make up stuff to dispel it. You know, because most, I guess, what it is, most people sleep better at night knowing <laughs> that there are no aliens, there are no Bigfoot, there are no haunted places. Because, I mean, it, you know, but, you know, I, I think that's what scientists, you know, would not want us to, to believe. But, you know, nowadays, most people are open to that. You know, yes. if you have to take a consensus, there's quite a bit of people out there that do believe in you know, uh, Bigfoot and lake monsters and they believe that, you know, there are some places are, you know, haunted. Well, so next, I mean, next year, next year by March is when the United States is going to release some new foundings on, on uh, UFOs and flying objects <laughs> around their bases. Like I said, I've, uh, 
you know, I've always believed it. I mean, I always believe that, you know, because I've been asked, do you believe there's UFOs? Well, you know, when you say UFO, unidentified flying up, are you believe? Now, are you asking me, do I believe in any extraterrestrial uh, vehicles visiting? And I said, I think it's possible, yes. I mean, we can't be the only, uh, humans, race can't be the only thing out there in this universe. There has to be other things out there, you know? Yeah. It's really arrogant to think that, you know, we're, well, humans are it. Yeah, because look, I mean, you can look out there at night and you see millions of stars. And, you know, and, and, and scientists are finding planets that can, that can sustain life. Yes. You know? So, I mean, and there are some sightings of some crafts that, you know, we can't explain that, you know, we don't have a, a, a vehicle on this planet that can maneuver like that. Yeah, two jet fighters recently have they released a video in which they're saying there's no way that's that's uh, uh something from this earth. Yeah, yes sir, I did see that. That's correct. They it did. would be impossible for a uh, drone to do what they were do what that thing was doing. Well, you, uh, drones can do some stuff, but they can't do it very well, you know. And and not to mention the size of these objects, you know, were a lot, you know, were. Because drones are very big, you know. Yes. Whereas these objects they saw were about the size of an aircraft, you know. So that rules out a drone. And, you know, I don't know if you heard this so recently. Uh, I think it was in uh, in Los Angeles. Uh, some pilots reported a, a, a human with a flying apparatus was seen near their airport. <laughs> Two times it was seen. I think I heard something about that. They believe that somebody built something is what they're saying, or they don't know? Well, that's what they think. I mean, you know, whatever it is, you know, the human has some kind of a flying jetpack, I guess, on or something. Uh-huh. So, uh, I mean, that's what they're reporting, somebody with a jetpack. And it's been seen two times already. So that's interesting. I'd like to see where that's going to go. Yeah, because I, I feel basically when they're meddling around a United States uh, military base, I feel very threatened. But I always tell people you have to have an open mind because remember, we don't have that kind of technology above our houses. So we don't know what flies above us at night or well, during the day. Yes. Our jetpacks do not go up that high. And number two, they don't stay up that long because, it, you know, they, I think they can only go up. Oh, God, I'm going to say maybe a minute, but they can't go that high. No. No, not even the only ones that can go in that 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 uh for that period of time. The ones that you got with water that you use the water, mm-hmm. those are the only ones. But it would be impossible for. Her. Even those ones don't. They don't like, they only go up with twenty feet. <laughs> uh huh. So we either have we 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 either have a, a genius that created something that he hasn't shared with the masses, some Tony Stark. Yeah, or we have somebody that that is like us, but it's not of this world and has a technology that we know nothing about. Because mm. just like we have some rogue uh, agents in, in any kind of a country that go and do their own thing. And like the, 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 the samurais had the runnings that were masterless samurais and whatnot. You don't know what anybody in this planet have access to a spaceship and said the hell with all of you. I'm going to Earth. Wow. So, Robert, before we uh, sign off, and it's yeah. been a pleasure and honor for your time. Oh, again, thank you for having me on the show. Tell, um, oh, the pleasure was all ours, believe, believe me. Uh, tell our, our listeners, where can they find your book? 
Okay. Uh, well, my name is, again, the name of the book is uh, International Legend Tripping. It's a sequel to my first book, Legend Tripping. Um, and it is available on Amazon, but you can also get it from the uh, publisher, uh, Adventures Unlimited Press. And uh, it is uh, illustrated. It's a guidebook on uh, legends all over the world, from Bigfoot to Wildman to the Yeti to haunted places to buried treasure to cursed places. And I, you know, I go into what you need to take. I go over some of the laws that apply to treasure hunting. And uh, I hope you enjoy it. I, one gentleman recently said he's using it as his bucket list. Absolutely. And Amazon, just to remind everybody, Amazon just got it. They were out of it like last week. Yeah, I, I guess it's been selling pretty good. It has been. It's been it's been a good seller there. So just a reminder in case you went in the past and look at it at Amazon and they didn't have it, just this week they got it back in. Yeah, it did, it did. It's a good seller. So, folks, on behalf of Robert C. Robinson, this is Power Rojo signing off until the next time. Thank you for your listening. <laughs>